Welcome to the Christ in All podcast. My name is Taylor Easley. As always, I am joined today by Chad Hunsberger. How are you doing, Chad? All is well. It is well. That's right. It is. <laughs> because no matter, no matter what else is happening, it all is, well. is well. Yeah, that's one of my favorite hymns as well. well that's the reason. Um, but it's well because we have some very exciting episodes coming up. Yeah. Over the next three episodes, um, it's just going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We're currently in the middle of our annual Timothy Project Conference, and we have the immense pleasure mm-hmm. of having uh, three of our session speakers yeah. coming. I mean, you are the fourth, well, and we hear mm-hmm. you all the time. We might just let you do an episode all to yourself. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but we're really excited to, to have these three guys. Um, and to start us off, we have... Mr. Brian Crawford, who is the lead pastor of City Light Church in Vicksburg. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I'm so glad. Yes, oh absolutely. my goodness. She likes I'm that answer so, so much. Glad better that you're than here. <laughs> <laughs> Only because it's new. I like to shake things up. Thank you but for all being is well. all is well. Look, I mean, I'm with you. Um, thank you for being willing to come and record with us. Uh, this is not your first time Absolutely. on the podcast. Yeah, you were yeah. on the Timothy Project podcast mm-hmm. uh, that we did once. Um, we consider you a friend of the Timothy Project and Colonial Heights, mm-hmm. and I always look forward to you coming and getting to hear. It is your always teaching. a blessing. My, we, my my soul is always refreshed when I'm in the presence of you guys, man. The Timothy oh. Project, Colonial Heights are a blessing to me and my family. So, well, you certainly blessed us yesterday Amen. with the message that you brought. So, praise God. Amen. Um, so, Chad, this podcast is meant to kind of speak to how we see Christ in all yeah, areas absolutely. of life. Um, and the theme of this year's Timothy Project conference is pray and proclaim. So in light of those two things coming together, what are you guys going to talk about specifically? Today? Yeah. So um, what we have done in the main sessions is, is tried to think about those two words. It's based on Acts 6, 4 that talks about uh, the apostles were going to devote themselves to the prayer and the ministry of the word. Mm-hmm. And so ministry of the word, that proclamation, the uh, explanation uh, expounding on it, uh, evangelism, discipleship, uh, preaching, and praying both for the church and those outside the church, the mm-hmm. nations as a whole. And so um, what we want to talk to Brian about today, what I want to talk to you about, brother, is uh, you preached a message yesterday. Specifically, I had asked you to preach it, mm-hmm. but uh, it was from John 17 mm-hmm. uh, on the unity in the church mm-hmm. and how we as a church, need to be praying for that. Mm-hmm. This is a little background for everybody else. Taylor, I don't even know if you know this. Uh, his, The first time I ever heard Brian, he was preaching from John 17, and it was the reason I asked him to ever speak here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did such a clear job of presenting the text and with great conviction that I thought, ooh, like, yeah, come. Mm-hmm. And so now three years later... Um, I, I circled back and said, I'd really like for you to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you faithfully did it. I think it changed yeah, some yeah, from what did. you said Absolutely. four years ago. Absolutely. Um, but so so help us think a little bit um, as primarily this audience is primarily church members. Uh, help us think a little bit about what's happening in John 17, what's Jesus asking for, and what does that uh, even look like for us as we seek to 
pray for unity and have unity in the church. Yeah, yeah, and 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 thanks again for the ask. It's so funny how I ended up. You know, it's funny you have these conversations one year ago, and then you start moving along. And so when I first looked, I was like, yeah, I'm supposed to be preaching on prayer. And then I started working that, and I was like, wait a minute, it feels like Chad asked me to preach specifically on prayer. And so then I looked at John 17. Yeah, Chad asked me to preach on John 17 about prayer. So I started looking at that, and then it was like, wait a second, I think I'm supposed to be drilling specifically into a mm-hmm. place. And so, and so it went from that to drilling into verses 20 through 23, and thank, thankfully that was exactly what the mm-hmm. Lord had moved upon your heart for me to do. But in John 17, there's a couple of things that's happening. You know, Jesus is in his final hours, which I feel like, it's critical to the yeah. to the entire account is that these are some of the last things he's praying mm-hmm. for and 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 out of that those last things that he's praying for he moves from a prayer for himself which is the hour has come mm-hmm. this is a divine and important uh, appointed time this is not something that has caught any of us off guard right. you know it hasn't caught Jesus the father or the spirit off guard this is a time in which we have been working towards the hour has come now father glorify me mm-hmm. in order that i may glorify you and so glory is coming along the road of both death resurrection and ascension, glory is coming out of that. And so he's praying for himself. He's also praying for his disciples that are with him in the moment, um, the ones that probably are hanging back somewhere sleeping at this time. <laughs> and and he's, yep. pray, he's praying for them, uh, and he's praying that they also would grow into oneness. Mm-hmm. But he's also praying, hey, that the um, Father, the word that you have given me, I have given them, and they have received us. In other words, that through this word, salvation is coming to these men. They have received me through the word, but also sanctify them mm-hmm. with this word. So the word that they have received is also the word that is going to be ongoing with them and continually changing them. And so he's praying that the word would have its impact that it's designed to yeah, have, yeah. this transformative impact. And then he moves from himself to those that are with him to those who are to come. He, he, he says about those that are to come, these are those who will receive their word, which, mm-hmm. of course, is by extension my word, mm-hmm. our word. They're going to receive their word, and they're going to come to believe in me. Make them one as you and I are one. Mm-hmm. And, Chad, I, I mentioned it during the, during the sermon yesterday, but when I, when I read that, I've read it a million times. When I read it, for some reason, with just new lenses that the Lord had given me, mm-hmm. I guess, on that day, it revolutionized everything mm-hmm. for me. And I, I immediately begin to ask myself as I'm reading through this text, Brian, are you committed to what, to what your Lord and Savior is praying for? Yeah, yeah. It felt palpable, mm-hmm. you know. Are you committed to what your Lord and Savior is praying for? And, of course, we all nod our heads in agreement and say, sure, you know, we, we want oneness mm-hmm. in our in our bodies. We want oneness in the church. We would like to see oneness in our communities. Of course we would. But there's a there there's a there's a thing in which, you know, there's a time in which sometimes it resonates headwise, mm-hmm. but it has yet to necessarily capture the heart. Yeah. Yeah. And that moment when I was reading it that particular day, roughly 15 years ago, it captured the heart. Mm-hmm. And it, and I began to think, okay, Brian, I can't be content. Yeah. With division, yeah, I can't. You know, we we we've grown so accustomed to it, 
that it is we we've accepted it as just a normal outworking mm-hmm. of church in the states that mm-hmm. we're gonna be divided. I mean, so wh- why why are we even having this conversation? Yeah. And it was in that moment where it was just like, no, 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 I don't have to just simply accept that. Right. My Lord is praying for it. There should be a passion connected to me fighting by the power of God and by the spirit of God and by the grace of God fighting for this if my Lord is praying for yep. it. So so that's kind of what was going on in my mind as I as I walked through John 17 yeah, um, good. back back 15 years ago. Yeah. I was thinking of this you you mentioned this um a little bit yesterday that um unity does not mean uniformity. Absolutely. And so I think sometimes that's what we think mm-hmm. is that unity means that um, we all should uh, like the same kind of music. Mm-hmm. We all should uh, dress alike. We should all have the same kind of money. We should all be in the same social network. We should all vote the same. Mm-hmm. We should all, uh, it's like all of those kind of things is what makes up unity in, in our minds. Mm-hmm. And that's not what, Christ is talking about it all. I heard recently, this was really helpful, um, somebody said that if um, the thing that, like if, if the thing that unites us uh, is Christ, then all the other things that divide us can't actually divide us. Mm-hmm. So if it's politics that unites us, mm-hmm. then politics can divide us. Absolutely. If it's uh, skin tone mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. unites us, mm-hmm. then skin tone can divide us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's Christ that unites us, mm-hmm. there's nothing that can divide us. Absolutely. I mean, that's even what Romans eight is talking Absolutely. about, right? We're we're not separated from Absolutely. Him, and so so we're we're bound by Christ, and so as such, then we're not uh, we're not we're not divided because we voted different. Because absolutely, if we voted different for me, okay, we we can disagree on that. Absolutely, and. Uh, if you're, this is a podcast, so you may not know this, but uh, you. You, Brian, and I are not the same skin tone, mm-hmm. but we are united in Christ, Absolutely. right? Uh, I've got I've got two children in my family that are not of my skin tone either, and Absolutely. yet we're united as a family. And one is a believer now, and we pray one will come along. Amen. Um, Amen. But, but we're united in Christ. Amen. That's what unites us. Not uh, Amber Alert. Or Amber some kind of alert. Alert. Interesting. That's hearing that on the microphone. You're, <laughs> We're okay. Interesting. Uh, there was a weather alert, but we're okay. Okay. Um, but that—that's uh, what unites us—is Christ. Absolutely. And so when Christ is praying this, it's like I feel like he—he he might have been looking just a, a few months down the road when there's this uh, Jew and Gentile uh, question, but it also feels like he's looking two thousand years down the road when there's political and racial and national divisions of all kinds of sorts. Absolutely. Does it not feel like he knows what he's praying about? (laughs) (laughs) He 100% knows what he's praying about. And and, and what what stands out to me um, is is Acts 2. You know, of course, when we go back to Genesis and we see the Tower of Babel and we Mm -hmm. see, you know, we see men saying, hey, we will build a tower that ascends yep. to the heavens and we will demonstrate our greatness. And in that moment, God confuses their languages, and languages, et cetera. And so there is, there is confusion around language. What always jumps out to me when I read Acts 2 is that by the power of God and by the spirit of God and with a people, instead of saying we will make our name great, there's a people that's saying we will submit ourselves mm-hmm. to the authority and the sovereignty of God 
there is a unity around the diversity mm-hmm. of language. Yep. So there's a there's a division around the diversity of language early on when we say we're going to make our name yep. great. The spirit descends and now there is a unity around the diversity of mm-hmm. language. Still diversity lang- diversity of language. Right. And so what stands out to me in Acts 2 is that God doesn't say, "All right, we're going to, you know, in sending the spirit, everybody's going to now talk the same mm-hmm. and hold to the same customs and and do the same right, things." Right. But no, God says, no, and sending the Spirit, we're going to get all of these different cultures, all of these different customs, all these different languages to learn how to better integrate. Mm-hmm. And so now, even though me and Chad are different mm-hmm. in terms of language, by the Spirit, language is no longer the dividing right. factor right. for us because right. Christ has united us. Yep. His Spirit has united us into one body. And so no longer am I divided by, uh, divided by my language. That's my right. culture doesn't have to be a barrier to my union with Chad mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. Of Christ, because of what Christ has done. And so Acts chapter 2 is always, for me, it's a, it's a resounding testimony to the reality that we do not have to be uniform in order to be united. Mm-hmm. And we see it instantly in the origin of the New Testament church. As soon as the New Testament church comes along, it's evident that, yes, we're going to be different, and yet we're going to be united. Oh, yeah. And then you see it even in the council, the Jerusalem council, as all of these different nations are coming together, and there's all sorts of different cultures and customs. And some people say, hey, you have to subscribe to all of the 600-plus Jewish law mm-hmm. and Jewish customs and traditions in order for you to be accepted. And it's there that the Jerusalem council says, no, 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 hold on, hold on. There's only a handful of things that we really want, mm-hmm. that we really feel like are core, essential, primary, right. because this gospel has now been mobilized. Yep. Yep. And it's going to go into every nation, every tribe, every tongue, every custom, every culture. And as Colossians 1 tells us, God is reconciling all mm-hmm. things yeah, to himself. Good. And so, and so he's going to be reconciling all of these different cultures and taking the best of their, the, these cultures and customs and, and, and transforming them to God-glorifying tools, mm-hmm. right? And so, and so the, the apostles understood this. This gospel is being mobilized. And so since it is being mobilized, we are not going to weigh it down with our traditions. Right. We are not going to weigh it down with our customs. We're going to allow it to go out and transform other customs and transform other cultures into something God-honoring and God-glorifying. Well, and I think... That's where we get, right? That's where we get at the end is Revelation 7. Mm-hmm. What, what God doesn't say, what, what John doesn't reveal to John, mm-hmm. right, um, in, in Revelation 7, he doesn't reveal a one, one people. Mm-hmm. He says all peoples, mm-hmm. all tribes, all languages. So John's got to be looking at something where he's looking at a diverse picture. Absolutely. You, you don't think it's that, a visible picture that he sees. It's got to be. And it's yes. got to be one that well, I th- you said customs. I think that means he's looking and think, oh, those people are from different tribes because they're dressed different. Yes. Or they have ear piercings or nose yes. piercings or they have uh, with bones in them. You yes. know, I think like because they're out in the bush somewhere or, yes. or because their haircut is different or because they grow a beard and they don't grow a beard. And it's because this one's got long hair and that one doesn't. And, and I think when John's looking at that, he is seeing all of those cultures in, in, that's why he describes this peoples, languages, nations, tribes. Like he's saying it's all there. Absolutely. And it's in unity. The unity is salvation belongs to our God. Absolutely. Right. And so this will be the, the quick part to kind of wrap it up. I, I think the question then for you is, uh, how do we pray for that? 
as a church, mm-hmm. uh, as individuals that are listening right now, mm-hmm. what are things that would be good for them to pray for themselves and or for the church as a whole? Yeah, I would pray that the Lord would give me eyes to see the beauty that he has produced mm-hmm. cross-culturally. Because there, there are times in which I have been so inundated in my own culture mm-hmm. and in my own tribe that anything that comes to me of a different tribe or different culture, I look at with a sense of contempt and a sense of disdain and wonder how can it ever be used by God. So I come from traditions both um, because I've experienced church in African-American predominant context as well as uh, white majority predominant context. I have the experience of worshiping in both of these contexts. Mm -hmm. One context, in some of the white traditions that I've worshiped in, there is an emphasis on deep, um, deep theological truths in the singing of verses. And so we'll read, we'll sing through the verses and there'll be something new to sing every single verse. But in a lot of the black um, theological traditions, there will be repetition Mm -hmm. of certain verses to just sear these truths on the inside Mm -hmm. of our heart. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and there are times where if I'm in, if I'm in a black church, they'll look over at the white church and they won't have appreciation for what's happening there. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm in a white church, they'll look over at the black church and won't have appreciation for their, Mm -hmm. uh, for what's happening there. What my, what, what I encourage people to pray is pray that you see and that you learn and that you're able to honor the beauty of what God is doing in each one of these cultures. So that's one prayer. Another prayer I would encourage people to pray, um, and I mentioned this on yesterday, pray that God's glory that is at work in the church would be more pronounced mm-hmm. in our operation. Yeah. And we talked about glory. We see glory with Moses Moses and God um, where, where, where God says, my goodness, divine mm-hmm. goodness is passing by me. And that goodness is so other and so holy that if I look at it, I'll be, I'll literally be incinerated. Um, and that, and, and except we also see goodness abiding in us in terms of Christ bodily, Emmanuel with us walking amongst mm-hmm. us and the spirit being sent to us and living and abiding in us. We being the temple of the Holy Spirit now. And so glory is residing in us. But we also see glory in terms of, again, as we as we talked about at the beginning, crucifixion begins glory, not just resurrection. Mm-hmm. He's glorified as he suffers, as he sacrifices, as he lays down his life. And so what, I, what, what I'm praying for is that we would sense that glory, not just in the sense of power by the Spirit at work for miracles and all sorts of profound things that blows people's minds, but we would see also glory at work when we lay down our rights and lay down our lives for the sake of the other. Because I think really ultimately that's where unity happens. Mm-hmm. It does. It happens in the sacrifice, and so when and so, Lord, allow us to glorify you. Allow this glory that you have given us to be in operation in us, not just through powerful moments, but through the sacrificial moments, mm. because that's where oneness happens. Mm, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. I hope that that uh, really is is helpful to you as you think about um, how you can, as a church member, how can you pray? How, what, what, what's your role? in seeking out the unity that Christ was praying for. So I hope that that'll be helpful for all of those that are listening. That was so good, guys. That was such a great, encouraging conversation. Um, that The not uniformity part mm-hmm. is so powerful to me. And 
so anyway, thank you, Brian, Amen. for being with us today. And uh, thank you, listeners, for joining us on the Christ and All podcast. A new episode airs each Wednesday. If this episode has been interesting or helpful to you, you can subscribe and share this on your favorite social media platform. If you have a question or a topic you'd like for us to discuss, please send that to info at colonialheights.org. We look forward to hearing from you, and thank you for listening.